Welcome to another episode of Spamming Zero. I am one of your hosts, James Gilbert. Today we are joined by the CEO of Hire Horatio. When you reach out to a brand and get a lovely person on the other side, that's Hire Horatio. It's a next generation tech enabled customer experience outsourcing platform. And today we're going to be talking about why your culture could be the biggest factor to a great experience. So excited about this episode. Stay tuned. I'm James. And I'm Brian. And this is Spamming Zero. Jose, so great to have you on the show, my friend. Good to see you again. How you doing? Hey, Brian. It's great to be here today. Kicking us off here. So you are the definition of boots on the ground, right? You are talking to the people every day that are talking to the customers every day. What is the best or a recent good story that comes to mind that you've heard from the front line? Something positive from one of your reps that they showed up and they were glowing, smiling ear to ear. What was it? I hear a lot of interesting stories, some good, some bad, uh, because we are the first line of defense uh, to some of the brands that we service. We spend a lot of time training our team to make sure that they are providing that five-star hotel experience, no matter what type of interaction they're facing. And what brings me joy is every time that I hear one of my team members express how they were able to turn around a really bad situation. So recently, uh, for one of their direct-to-consumer brands, we had an issue with a particular product that the client had purchased, and it was a very bad and negative experience. The agent was able to actually find uh, a very creative way to keep the customer engaged, to try another product from the brand that we service, and the customer left satisfied uh, after that interaction. So that's, that's um, you know, some of the things that we instill in our, in our team members is to make sure that they are providing a pleasant experience and that they show that they truly care because you can actually sense it as a client. And this client in particular felt it, and then they actually emailed us back saying, hey, thank you so much for sending other the other product. It actually worked for me, and I was very appreciative of you trying to find a solution for issue. You know what's so interesting to me is you can't supplement how you can, you know, build a relationship with people. And it's why I am so excited about talking about this topic today, because I think naturally brands focus on, uh, or they're trying to focus on the customer experience and they're trying to do everything that they can to do that. And I remember back when customer experience was really just starting to become a thing. And it was, you know, moving on the upward trends, there was companies and softwares that were coming out trying to focus on it. And one of the biggest things and aha moments that I think every one of these companies had is the direct correlation between um, the employee experience and the customer experience. And so, I want to start by asking you, why do you think it's the single biggest influence on the employee experience within a company is the culture? Yeah, I think from day one, since we built the, the company, we focused a lot on building an amazing environment for our employees, making sure that they felt appreciated and valued in the workspace. So this applies to the design of the offices and how we thought about, you know, building out those spaces. For example, we have no cubicles in our office. We invested heavily in noise canceling technology to enable 
our design team to be able to provide amazing open offices where the agents can collaborate between each other and feel appreciated um, and valued by the company that they're working with. So that is something that we started doing early on. And then we paired that with very cool and interesting brands that they can actually be a true extension of those brands. Um, so we focus a lot on making sure that we find the right talent for every company that we work with. And that translates, obviously, nowadays it's obvious, but before people just thought about customer service as a cost center, and now it's a revenue generating division of every company that we work with. So making sure that your employees in the front lines are happy, satisfied and valued goes a long way when providing an amazing customer experience. How do you think leaders like yourself or like others that you're working with today can tackle the culture side of things and the employee experience, especially in a time where there are tough political, um, even driven things that make it hard to manage across many people. How do you, how would you approach that? Yes, I think we are very big fans of measuring ENPS scores. So we, on a monthly basis, monitor uh, for sentiment to understand um, how our employees are feeling. And we go very granular when we do that analysis to understand if the satisfaction diminishes as time goes by, or if there's a particular issue with a particular department within the company. So measuring uh, satisfaction and understanding where your culture is and getting that culture pulse on a monthly basis is critical to ensure that your culture stays intact. Um, and particularly with, with FAPSCRO and organizations, and you guys know this very well, it's very important to make sure that your culture doesn't shift and doesn't change uh, dramatically from what the founders wanted from day one. So we align ourselves with the different divisions that are in charge of fostering that culture and make sure that we are making the necessary investments as we grow as an organization. So we have a specific department that is you know, just focused on people, culture, and making sure that we are motivating everyone and finding ways to continue surprising and delighting our employees, which is the same thing that we, sh we do for our customers as well. So uh, we're very big fans of making sure that we're keeping everyone motivated and finding ways to um, make sure that that carries across the entire organization. One of the great things about culture is that you can't fake it. And <laughs> since the first conversation I ever had with you, it was, it was so clear the level of care that you had for the people that work for you, not just because it was good business, but really cared. And I feel like, I mean, there's so much of what you do that is different and in some ways opposite to what people imagine when they think of a quote unquote BPO and and it all it all kind of stems from that point. I love some of the examples you you point to, right? Like I love right you hit LinkedIn and you get the fresh pictures up of the new office and it's beautiful, right? Like you could be walking into Airbnb or freaking Google or whatever and <laughs> And, and those things matter, right? It's like the space influences, the mental state influence, and it all ties back and it's, it's all so cool. Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, as a company, we have two missions. Number one, redefine what it means to be an amazing customer experience partner for the brands that we work with. 
And number two, create meaningful job opportunities and improve the working conditions of an industry that normally hasn't prioritized employees, to be honest. And so it's very interesting for me when I, when I talk to new joiners, um, comparing their experience to Rachel versus the other places they, they, they were working at previously, they, whenever they walk into our office, they, they're like a little bit skeptical. They're like, what is, what's the catch? Like, what, what is the catch? I mean, this place is amazing. People treat me very well. Why are you guys doing that? And honestly, to your point, Brian, I mean, we're very genuine about it. We actually care about, I mean, we care about making sure that you are um, valued and appreciated. And because you feel that way, you will be performing at the level that our clients expect you to perform, right? So it, it all goes hand in hand. Um, and that is something that we, we are very, very focused on to make sure that that bond and that trust that we have built with our employees uh, stays that way as we continue growing as an organization. And I bet the the reinforcement loop on that is such a powerful motivator for you and, and the leaders of the company where you see those facial reactions and you hear the feedback from new people and it just, right, it, it becomes inspiring in its own way. Yeah, 100%. And it's also very fun to see our clients' faces when they visit us and they see our operations because typically they're used to a different kind of workspace, a different kind of BPO. They're a little bit shocked when they walk into our office and they meet our people. They, 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 you can actually see it and sense it, and hopefully you guys will be able to visit us one day. But it's, um, it's an amazing uh, feeling when you, when you walk in there and you feel the energy is definitely different. There's this notion in the business world that I think is really always frustrated me. And that's like that you can't care, truly care about employees because you have to like separate it, right? I think that is one of the biggest fallacies of all time. I think it's stupid. It's ridiculous. If you think that way, you are way out of this world. That is not how we should be thinking about how people operate. I mean, I, to me, it boils down to the simple terms of like, I've always lived my life and you want to treat others the way you want to be treated, right? And you would never, ever treat somebody else in any other way than the way you want to be treated. So if that's the case, then why are, why do you think that there is such a, because I want to double down on this idea of this industry has not focused on the employees. It, it still doesn't. Like there's so many brands out there where the number one job in the world that has quit is that contact center job, the agent job. And I wanted to talk about this a little bit later in the podcast, but I kind of want to just dive into it right now. Let's go, baby. I mean, people are calling because they're angry. Most of the time, it's a negative sentiment on why they're calling and why they're trying to get to a human. It's the whole premise of why we started this podcast. Like everyone calls and pushes zero to get to a human. Why? So they can get a quick answer to their, to their problem, but they always have a problem that they're coming with. So in your mind, how do you tackle this completely change and shift in mentality for brands around the agent experience because it is massively underappreciated right now definitely and i think it's an educational process even with our own clients right i think historically there has been a lack of personalization when it comes to cs and as i mentioned earlier our goal is to make sure that we are providing a five-star hotel level of service and in order for us to do that, we need to make our agents' lives 
as easy as possible and as pleasant as possible. And that takes a lot of effort from different stakeholders within the company. And we also need to convince our clients that that is the right approach, right? And one of the things that we are big proponents of, and that's why I'm so excited to talk to you guys today about is finding ways to leverage technology to make the agents more efficient. And that's why I believe so much in what you guys are doing at Red Route, because in order to be able to provide an amazing experience, not only to clients, but also to your agents and your frontline workers, you have to be able to find ways to make their lives easier, give them a little bit more context, alleviate some of the pressure of handling an entire conversation from A to Z, right? And I, I think that, you know, everyone, um, whenever you're calling a brand, you know, one of the first things that, that you want to, to get is a pleasant voice, is someone that actually cares about you and that understands and, and has some sort of context before they even get to you, right? And I think that filtering that and making sure that you are being heard and that the agent is going to be able to solve the problem requires a lot of different steps and a lot of different measures. And I think that that is something that we're ultra focused on is how can we make our team's lives easier by leveraging technology and also finding ways to make sure that they are recognized for the hard work that they're doing day in and day out. Brian, we were talking about this as a leadership team just yesterday, actually. We were going through um, an exercise with what, what we call our POV. And we were talking about this idea of like how there's really two steps that we take as human beings. There's walking and then there's speaking. And, you know, I have four kids and Brian asked me the question. He said, you know, what, like, what is the first channel that your kids I can engage with. And at first I, I immediately thought of my teenagers and how much they text. And I was like, Oh, they, they do text. And then he's like, well, actually, no, that, like, that's not what you've told me. And it's, it's true. We have an, we have a trust factor that happens with voice and a trust factor that happens with how our voice sounds. You know, my wife tells me when we get in an argument, like your tone matters, right? And it does. And so much of what happens in voice and phone and people wanting to, you know, call support and get to an agent is because there is that trust factor and the bridge of technology and us being able to do what we can do with voice while automating some of those tasks so that it's not as, no, not as much volume. And I think the, the bridge between that and what the experience that you guys provide on the agent side, I think it's just like, it is a beautiful synergy here. And I think it's fascinating that there's such a deep trust factor that exists between us as humans, because it is really, maybe it might, it actually probably happens before we walk. Definitely. Talk. Yeah, for sure. The part of what both of you said that, that I love is right. Jose, you said tech to make their life easier and where my head immediately goes, right. When, when we think about, right, we talk about the agent as a key stakeholder that we are influencing when red route is introduced into an organization and the first thing that we really grab to there is right there there's this issue of agent turnover right it has existed forever as james mentioned huge problem and when you were talking about 
delivering a great culture and a great experience to these employees, the first thing that you said was make their life easier and reduce the amount of interactions they need to deal with, deal with and reduce the amount of steps required in those interactions. Uh, and it's just, right, for, for me, this like visual of the endless fire hose that is just coming down on these reps and it's people that have been waiting on hold, they have an issue they haven't been able to fix, they're reaching out and, and these agents are just in this position where it is just an endless punching bag all day. And at that point, it becomes very easy for anybody that lives anywhere, has any job to understand why that's not a pleasant thing and why you would not want to do that job. So I love to see right you talking about how the same benefit and right understanding technology's role in delivering that great culture and that great work environment for the employees because it like it just fits with exactly the way that we think about it as well. A hundred percent. And bear in mind that voice is just one of the channels that the agents are handling, right? They also have to handle the other channels. So it's very important to manage that and make sure that they're not overwhelmed when they're handling customer interactions, because that translates to your point, James, about the voice and the tone of voice that translates when you're exhausted and you're tired. I mean, we're all humans at the end of the day. <laughs> I remember I was working for a Fortune 500 company called Agco. And many people who probably don't know who that company is, but they're a massive tractor manufacturer that produces tractors across the entire world. So you're talking about the Massey Fergusons, you're talking about the uh, Challengers, you know, these these brands that really matter, like the color matters to a farmer, right? And I remember we implemented chat as a selling channel. And I remember teaching our entire team how to talk to a farmer through text so that it could create the inflection of what a voice would create. And you can create tone through text, but it's, it's very unique on how you have to do it. And I remember going through this whole experience with them on teaching them how to sell a tractor to a farmer in the middle of nowhere over a chat channel and how you really had to be in their shoes and talk the way that they talk and your text had to look that way or it just almost fell on deaf ears yeah. and that becomes so hard uh, for so many people, right? It, it's so hard to do. And I want to kind of dive into this technology piece because it also brought to mind something that is really painful for, I think, so many people. And that's like this idea of like, we need to enable technology to also, uh, to your point, make make the employee experience that much better, but make it more efficient. And I think one of the first steps in doing this is you have to have your systems be talking to each other, which means like your departments that your first line of defense and your second line of defense, the information that they send on to the second line of defense, if they have to transfer that call, needs to come over and it needs to empower that conversation just as much as it did in the very beginning. And I think that's one of the friction points that customers have um, when they're dealing with like the agent experience. So in your mind, when it comes to tech, what do you think are pieces of technology or areas of technology that you think can help solve this? Is it CRM? Is it uh, what is it? Yeah, I think that when it comes to technology, I think the first thing that you need to make as a CX leader is pick the right CRM. Um, and it, it all depends on the, on the type of company 
and business that you're in. So finding a good CRM system and then building on top of that CRM system some other technologies that can help you depending on the channels that you choose to um, include as part of your CX tech stack, right? Um, so having a good leader that understands that and that is something that we do as we onboard new clients is we have an implementation and customer success team that does a quick audit on your entire CX organizations and makes recommendations based on what we what we see could benefit you as a brand or as a company. So definitely investing in a good CRM and then adding other technology depending on the type of business you're in and the volumes that you're handling. Jose, like you've been in this space for a long time. You've done a lot of auditing with a lot of your clients. So what is the CRM recommendation you would make for CX clients today? That's a tough one. <laughs> a lot of thoughts buzzing around in the brain right now. Yeah, no, I mean, I think we are very, we're, we're not, we're, we're very unbiased on, on the CRM that we recommend. I mean, if you're a smaller brand and you're in the D2C space, we definitely recommend using Gorgeous. If you're a larger organization and you're scaling and you want to have a bunch of add-ons, obviously, you know, Sendesk or Gladly are a better option for you. So it all depends on the type of system that uh, you want and how much, what your budget is, right? I mean, it's, it all depends on the budget. And I think as you're getting started, it's very important to start small and then, you know, grow from there. So do you ever like... Will it ever be, hey, you should probably use this CRM instead of that CRM because of an extension that is well integrated with one of them and not with the other? Yeah, exactly. It's so interesting, and we're certainly on a tangent here, but it's so interesting to think about the the ways in which people will create groupings of companies, right? Like there's how, I don't even want to say a number, like an insane number of companies that exist out there and people instinctually try and like create buckets and like a system and a framework for thinking about it. And tech stack is increasingly becoming like a way of cutting the universe and like thinking about it. Whereas right, there's classic ones like location used to be a huge thing. That's not a thing at all anymore. Right. <laughs> but uh, right, like vertical is classic. Geo is classic, right? It's almost the things that prospecting happens based on in like a B2B sort of environment. But yeah, anyways. Exactly. It's just interesting to me because like, I remember, you know, all of these CX platforms, again, going back to when it was just starting to become a thing and all these CX platforms that were coming out, they, they always ran into two things. And I know this just cause I lived it. Like I, I lived actually trying to build a CX platform and, uh, we ran into the employee experience being directly tied to the customer experience. So they were like super focused on the customer experience and they kind of like forgot about the employee experience and how it has bigger impact. So this was like an evolution that happened with the customer experience space. And then the other piece was the, like the data flow, right? That was always a fundamental thing coming from a data nerd like yeah. I am. Um, it is something that I would go into big organizations and, you know, they would have seven different CRM systems and they would be all over the place. Like one function of the business would be using a CRM and another function of the business would be using a CRM and guess what customer support would be using the very own and none of it would talk to each other. That still happens. There's a whole, Oh, I know it does. <laughs> I, I made a living off. Yeah. I, I literally made a living off of this, uh, for, for many, many years as a side gig. And it blows my mind that there's not more of a focus on consolidating the data not just 
to improve the customer experience, but it should be to actually improve efficiency with employees. And it's not really thought that way because so many times people come in and they buy technology for a niche need. This is why like the landscape of technology is so crazy because you have a piece of technology that oversees a bigger, broader category and a subcategory underneath that and a subcategory underneath that. And so you have these niche needs and people are buying these niche needs. And now you're seeing this shift of technology happen where there's just too much and there's too much data to manage. And so now they're actually having to do exactly what they should have done to begin with, which is consolidate and find a solution. Yeah, it's very overwhelming finding the right technology for sure. Or it becomes a tech stack situation where it's like, hey, you can either use this thing, which has five different functions built into it, or these five different vendors are all, and, and, and they're all speaking to each other. And like, it's interesting, right? the customer overlap that will exist across those five different companies, it's almost like, right, there will be very strong overlap. 100%, yeah, definitely. Okay, Jose, so we're gonna shift gears a little bit. I'm gonna ask you a couple more questions, but these are gonna be a little bit unrelated to the topic. They're gonna be more about you personally. All right. Here's where it gets spicy, baby. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Buckle up, baby. Tell us about an experience, or actually, no. Don't tell us about an experience. Tell us about some, tell us about an experience that you wish existed and it doesn't today. Like something that you dream about. Sci-fi. Time travel. Yeah, I think time travel would be awesome. (laughs) 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 You made it easy for me. (laughs) Come on now. You can't get, you can't get off that easy. There's got to be something that comes to mind. Like, here's another good example. This is just for me personally. I wish I could buy software as a decision maker without ever having to talk to sales. No, I think I definitely wish I could travel to Europe in under an hour. That would be amazing. That would be an amazing experience for I'm a, I'm a, right, I'm a big it. traveler, so that would make my life easier. You know, they, can't, they have these, like, really fast planes now. Yeah. Have you tried one they're of those? They're not available yet. I think they... It used to be available in the 80s, and I think they're trying to bring them back. Isn't Elon working on something like this? Yeah, exactly. No doubt. I'm sure. I mean, isn't Elon working on everything? Yeah, is he going to be a little bit distracted now? Probably. I mean, Twitter, it's going to be real hard <laughs> to manage that, let me tell you. If you've ever, if you've ever been in Twitter, it's, it's a shit story. <laughs> Although, you know, I wonder if you... Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Last question. The world needs leaders like yourself giving advice to the rest of leaders and just people in general. So if you could change the world with one thing, what would it be? Man, these questions are tough. (laughs) It's not supposed to be easy. You know, you're on the hot seat. (laughs) I just think, you know, this may sound corny, but I think, you know, just I I wish people would, would be kinder and more compassionate towards each other. It's a little bit cheesy, but you know, that, that is something that I, that I, I would love to change and instill in everyone. In my mind, that's not cheesy at all, because that's exactly what I think. I think the world needs way more kindness. Exactly. To me, it's, that's it, where it starts. And it's also, you ask people, right? And it's, it's the most common answer as well, which is. It's the most common answer and the most simple thing to do. Exactly. But yes, the least implemented. Correct. 
Jose, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you for having us. 